All right, well, folks, that, of course, is who we are talking about tonight, is the man, Jesus, some of the things that he, some of the things he talked, some of the things that, that he, uh, he, he said, the things that he, he did while he was here, as we've been studying through the life of Jesus Christ. And, folks, tonight we're going to open up on a story that, that's very, it, it's kind of unique. It's the only one, it's the only one like it, as far as I can tell in this scripture, uh, where the Lord, once again, He does a miracle, and He almost plays it up like He performs this miracle, and He didn't even know it. It's, it's a very interesting scene, the way that Jesus does this. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to open up to the book of Mark and chapter number 5. Mark, chapter number 5. Mark chapter 5 in your Bibles, and we're going to start reading in verse number 25. Mark 5, 25. We'll go ahead and, and read our scripture here and look at this account in scripture and see what the Bible has for us. The story opens up where Jesus, as he's, he's walking through this town, and boy, as he's walking, one of the things that Jesus did is he was someone that drew a crowd. Man, what, when, I mean, you would think if someone, they were able to spit in some dirt, pick up the dirt and scrub it in someone's eyes, and all of a sudden the blind is able to see, he would probably start to, start to draw a crowd. And that's what Jesus did. As he was walking, people began to follow him. They just, they just wanted to hear the man speak. It's not like they had you know, the radio where they could flick it on and start hearing what this guy said. They had a TV. If they wanted to hear someone, they had to go see him. So Jesus began to draw this crowd, and, and as he was walking, something happened in that crowd. Let's start reading verse number 25. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood. Now, we don't, the Bible doesn't tell us specifically what this issue of blood was, but she had a disease that was involving her blood. And, and there's something that, that would lead us to bleed in a little bit that she was losing blood. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in, press, came in the press behind and touched His garment. For she said, If I may but touch His clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched thee? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Lord, I pray that you would help us to see ourselves in this situation, even as this lady here that had the issue of blood. For we know that you were the God over the body, you were the God over the spirit. Lord, you were God over everything, and you have power over everything. Help us to learn and understand even from this lady here tonight. We love you, God, and in your name, amen. 
Well, folks, here's what we've just seen happen. I want to make sure you caught it. So Jesus, as He's walking through town, He's got this multitude of people. The Bible doesn't say how many. But so many that they were, they were thronging Him. They were just all around Him. And so you could imagine it's almost like this mob is trying to follow Jesus wherever it is that He's going. And so in this town, as He's walking, there would happen to be this one lady who, who lived there in this town. And for 12 long years... She had been dealing with some kind of disease, some kind of plague, the Bible says. And we don't know what it was, but we know it was an issue of the blood. And the Bible said that she had a fountain of blood, which would lead us to mean, believe that somehow, because of her plague, she was perpetually losing blood. And so she had this disease, and she had gone to countless doctors, the Bible says. She would, she would go to physicians, and she would pay them, and they would, they would give her this treatment, and they would give her that treatment. And the Bible says she spent so much money on these doctors that she lost all her money. Like, like she, didn't, she didn't have anything left. And having given them all her money and getting all these treatments, not only did she lose all her money, she wasn't even any better. The Bible says after 12 years, she has now gotten worse. And so she's worse physically, she's worse financially, her health is worse, and, and nothing, nothing is getting any better. So as this throng, as this mob is coming with Jesus through the town, this lady, she heard about it. You know, someone, they, they asked this question, and I wrote it down in my Bible. I wonder who told her. You know, that's a pretty, it's a pretty good question. I wonder who went to this lady and said, hey, Jesus is here. Why don't you go see this guy? I mean, someone had to have told her. Again, it's not like she had the radio. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us, but it's a neat question to wonder. Someone had to go and tell her. I wonder who we know that Jesus could help that we could go tell them about. Anyhow, that's a neat thought to put in there. So this girl, she hears that Jesus is going to be coming and that he's coming through town. And she's at the end of her rope. Physically, she has nothing left. Financially, she has nothing left. And she says in her, to herself... She has so much faith in God, and by the way, I believe she also has so much fear of God, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. She says to herself, all I have to do is reach out and touch His clothes. If I can just grab the hem of His garment, that is what she would think. If I can just, just have that contact with Him, I know I'll be better. I know I'll be better. And it's almost like, it's almost like she's afraid to come to Jesus and say, Lord, I need your help. But she knows he can do it, but it's almost like she's afraid of him. And again, we'll get to that later on. So, so she does. The Bible says she gets into what's called the press behind. We see that in verse number 27, when she heard Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. So this lady, being sick as she was and having nothing, she fights her way through this mob just to get to Jesus. And finally she's able to reach out and just touch his clothes. And the Bible says when she'd done that, immediately she felt it. She knew in her body that she was better. So apparently whatever this issue of her blood was, she knew that, that the fountain of her blood, the Bible says, it had dried up. She was immediately healed. And could, could you imagine after 12 years, all it took was a, just to grab a hold of Jesus just for a minute and then... All of a sudden, everything is gone. The doctors couldn't fix it. Your money couldn't buy it. Your, your financial situation could never get rid of it. None of the world's treatments could fix it. But boy, just touching the hem of Jesus' garment fixed it. And here's the amazing thing. So as Jesus is walking, 
He has this mob around him. Now all of a sudden, someone grabs his coat and kind of pulls on it for a minute. And then Jesus stops. And everyone stops. Because they're, you know, they're following him. The mob stops. And Jesus turns and says, Who touched me? Who touched my clothes? And now I, I almost think this is kind of funny because did Jesus really know? Well, come on. He's God. He knew. But he has the question, who touched me? And then all the disciples, I could almost hear, you know, they're, they're kind of chuckling. Master, come on, you're, you're in a mob of people. And you're asking who touched you? We all touched you. You know, we are all here wanting to hear from you. We, th- this is a mob. We are surrounding you. We've, we've all touched you. And then the Lord, what he's saying specifically is that, and the Bible says, look, look at the, there's something here, a word that he uses. Verse number 28. Uh, For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her flood dried up, and she felt in her body she was healed. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Virtue had gone out of him. He turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? Right? And that's when the disciples start to laugh. See, he says there was something special about her touch. You see, when she grabbed him, Jesus said that virtue left him. Now, that doesn't mean the Lord lost his moral uprightness, okay? His, his virtuous nature. That's not what it means. It's almost the sense of his power. He felt that healing power go to her. He knew. He knew that she was healed. And, of course, he knew that he did that. He's God. He knew. So then he turned and he said, okay, who was it? Who was it? And this girl, she's over there. The Bible says that she is trembling. Okay, she is shaking in fear because this mob stopped. And all of a sudden she knew that it stopped because of her. She knew Jesus, the God of heaven, stopped because of her. Look at what it says in verse number 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. So this girl, she was afraid. You know, all she did was touch him. And for one minute she's, I'm healed. And then Jesus stops and looks. Now she's shy. Now she's afraid. Which is part of the reason why I believe she didn't go and speak to Jesus to begin with. Lord, Lord, help me. I need your help. Probably because she had too much fear of who he was, too much respect for who he was. Now, again, that would lend us to believe that, but the Bible doesn't say it. In any case, what she does is when she realizes that she's been found out, she goes and she bows down on the ground before the Lord. The Bible says she falls at her feet and she falls on the ground and tells him all the truth. Lord, it was me. I've had this issue of blood. And, and Lord, I just all I did was touch your clothes and now I'm healed. And the Lord says this same statement that he says many times throughout the Bible. Look at what he says in verse number 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Boy, we see that statement so many times. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Folks, one of the things we're going to see is we want to see ourselves in the shoes of this lady. And we're also going to learn some things about our Savior tonight. The first thing I want to show you, and this is something that really struck me when I began to read this, was was the way this girl, the way she had to, to reach through the crowd to get to Jesus. Now, again, because we know that Jesus knows all things. He's God. We know that. Because He knows all things, He sees all things, a thousand years is just like one day to God, and one day is like a thousand years. He sees it all. Now, here's, here's what I'm picturing in my mind. So as Jesus is walking through the street, 
and the mob is around him, he already knows that this girl is fighting her way to him. He already knows that. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't Jesus stop? Why didn't Jesus go ahead and stop and turn around and confront her? Because he knew she was there. He knew what her issue was. He knew she'd already lost all her money. He knew that she had already uh, been getting worse with this disease. Why didn't Jesus turn around? It's almost like he kept walking, letting her come, letting her fight, letting her get through this mob. And I thought to myself, why is it that Jesus wouldn't just do that? And I really, that question is the same question that a lot of people ask today. You know, they would say, uh, say, why doesn't Jesus just heal all the sick people? Why are there sick people? Why didn't Jesus heal every sick person that was ever there in the Old Testament? You know, or, or excuse me, New Testament. Why didn't Jesus just heal every single person that was there? Well, here's one of the things I believe that the Lord wants us to do. And I'm going to show that to you in a couple of different ways. I believe that God wants us to seek after Him. God wants us to go where He is. Folks, God, he, does He have the power to just, just, just cast out every sickness? Yeah, of course He does. Does He have the power to reach down and touch this world and get rid of every sickness, every disease, every hardship? Yeah, I believe absolutely He does. He's God. He has that power. But I also believe what God wants is for us to fight after our relationship with Him. That is a decision that she had to make. If she were just laying there on her bed sick, oh, well, I'm sick. I've, the doctors have tried everything. I'm just, I'm just no, no longer you know, going to try. I don't have any money left. I guess I'm just going to keep bleeding until I bleed out. And this is it. This is the end of my life. She could have done that. And the Lord probably would not have gone to where she was because she would have been dying in her faithlessness. I guess that's a good word. She wouldn't have been going looking for anything. But because she had faith that all she would have to do is reach out and touch His garment, the Bible says her faith made her whole. So she went looking. She, she went fighting for Him. She went crawling through the mob. She went, she went pouring through the press behind of Jesus just to reach out and touch Him. Folks, she fought for her relationship with Christ. And God wants us to do the very same thing. Does God have the power to save every individual from their sin? Yes, He does. By the way, His payment on the cross, that payment was good enough for every single sin of mankind, past, present, and future. But there are going to be a lot of people that still die and they still go to hell because they do not go to God to accept that gift. Someone once told me this, and I thought it was a perfect example. They said that Jesus was a perfect gentleman. He will never go anywhere that he is not wanted. You know, I thought that's a pretty good example. He will never force himself on anyone. But boy, if someone comes looking for him, he's going to be there with open arms. And he's going to be there to give them everything they had ever needed and ever, ever desired of him. He's there to help them. But all they have to do is come. They have to come to where he is. And this girl... She had to do the same thing physically. She had to come to the Lord. So folks, when we come to Jesus, it shows that we have a desire. It shows that we make a choice to go after Him. And that's something we have to do today. With our, when it, whether it's our relationship with the Lord, whether it's we have a physical issue like this, 
whether it's, again, our salvation, whatever it is, the Lord has to see that we want to come to Him. He's not going to force Himself upon us. No, even, you know, it's almost like a relationship with a father and a son. You know, if you've got a father and he is able to help his children, many times a wise father will let his child, a grown child anyway, will let his son make his decisions. And even sometimes he'll see that those decisions are wrong. Son, listen, I've taught you better than that. You know. And just like the prodigal son, we talk about him. You know, the the dad automatically, the dad knew that the son was going to waste all his money and wind up in the gutter. The dad knew that. But boy, when the son come home, the father was there with open arms ready to welcome him because he was willing to come home. So folks, just like this girl, she went seeking for Jesus. Jesus let her come to him. Folks, that shows our faith. It shows that we have will. It shows that we have a desire to go after him. How much do we fight for Jesus today? Now, I don't mean get out there and argue with people about him being real, but I mean, how much do we fight for our relationship with Jesus? I mean, do we, uh, do we take time to, to fight to learn more about him? You know, to fight ourselves, to be more like him, to learn more about him? Do we fight for that relationship? You know, people would say that, oh, I, I had to fight for the relationship with my wife. No, man, my wife and I, we, our relationship, it was on a rocky ground for a while, but boy, we fought for one another. Man, can we say the same thing about our relationship with God? That we go after it, that we fight for it, that we want it? That's what this girl did. She believed in it. She had so much faith, she was willing to fight after it. So, folks, Jesus wants us to come to Him in our time of need. Is He there? Yes. Does He have the power? Yes. But is He going to force Himself on us? No. He wants us to go to Him. He wants us to seek after Him because there He is, willing and waiting. He's not going to force Himself on us, and He wants to help us. We just have to go to Him first. So, folks, we see first Jesus wants us to come to Him. But here's another thing. Faith in God also motivates God's power. Faith in God motivates God's power. And it's kind of the same thought. So here again in verse number 27. When she had heard of Jesus, or excuse me, when she had heard of Jesus, came into the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Folks, one of the great things that we need to understand about the Bible and about serving God is faith. Faith. And folks, that's something that is, it's hard to describe, but the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, now faith is the substance, like the stuff, it's the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things that it's not seen. So what is faith? Faith is when, when we are hoping something and we believe in something that we can't understand. It's the actual the method of belief when we believe in something we can't explain. It's what we hope for. So this girl, could she explain the way that Jesus would be able to heal her? No, of course she couldn't. I mean, the doctors have tried for the past 12 years. They couldn't figure it out. And she couldn't figure out the way Jesus was going to be able to do it. But boy, she believed it. Folks, something we need to learn about faith is that faith is just when we are trusting in God's power and when God sees that we have faith in Him, that motivates Him to do something. The Bible tells us we're supposed to pray in faith. And I want to show you what... And by the way, both my hands up with this. I want to show you a way that we pray and we miss faith. You know, when, when sometimes... Well... Let's do it this way. Have you ever had somebody promise you something 
and then they didn't fall through with it? Or, or have you ever had somebody, um, you know, you ask them to do something and of course they come up short. You know, eventually you'll get, you'll, this person, they will let you down so many times. Eventually you'll go to that person because maybe you just need their help. Hey Joe, man, Joe, are you going to help me? Uh, are you going to help me, you know, unload my, unload my pickup tomorrow? I've got a lot of stuff over here I need to help unload. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll help you, I'll be there. And then you walk away thinking to yourself, he's not going to be there, you know. Yeah, you ever met a guy like that? And you think to yourself, I don't even know why I asked that guy. He's just, yeah. You don't have any faith in Joe. You, you asked him, but you don't expect him to show up. You have no faith. Folks, how many times do we pray and ask God to do something? Now, we don't actually say it. But in our hearts, we walk away thinking, God's not going to show up. You know, this isn't something the Lord's going to do for me. Now, does that mean that God doesn't hear our prayers? Have, have we prayed things that maybe God didn't specifically answer? You know, I'll raise my hand there. Now, now, this, now, this doesn't mean God just didn't hear me. Sometimes God hears our prayer and sometimes He says no. By the way, God has said no to some things that I have prayed and I've found out five, six, seven years later that I am glad He said no because something better was coming that I didn't know about. Folks, sometimes God says no for a reason. Okay? And we might not necessarily know why. But because that we don't understand the mind of God, sometimes we'll pray and we'll ask things of God and we'll open our eyes and we'll think, yeah, that's, that, there's nothing there. That is faithless praying. That would be the same thing as this girl just laying in her bed saying, Lord, if you wanted to heal me, you'll come do it. <laughs> Lord, if you wanted to really fix me, I know you'll show up. And her just laying there. See, there would no, be no faith in that. But if we're going to pray and we're going to ask things in faith, that's almost like me saying, Lord, I know you're going to do this. Lord, I need help. And then when we open our eyes, we're waiting for it. When's it going to show up? When's it going to happen? I, I heard a story once about two farmers, and I may have told you this before. You know, there's two farmers. You've got one farmer that, you know, he, that, or you've got two farmers. Right? They're, they're looking in their farmer's almanac. They've been looking at the weather, and they know it's supposed to be a dry year. They, they know there's not really supposed to be much rain. And you've got one farmer. He goes out, and, and he prays. He says, Lord, I really, I really hope it rains. I want you to send some rain on my fields. And then he just opens his eyes, and he sits there, and he starts watching the sky. Okay, Lord, when's it going to rain? I'm looking for it. Boy, I hope it starts raining. And then you have another farmer. This guy over here, he does the same thing. He lives in the same town waiting for the same rain. This guy, he closes his eyes. Lord, I trust in you. I know you're going to send some rain. Lord, we need some rain because I need my crops to grow this year. And then this guy, instead of looking up at the sky and waiting for the rain to show up, he goes out and buys a whole bunch of seeds and plants his field. And then he expects the rain to come. This guy is the one that prayed in faith. This is the guy that went ahead and invested banking on the fact that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. This is faith. The guy over here that, that, that asked God to do something then just kind of says, well, maybe it will. He, he, is, he is faithless. This guy is faithful because he's expecting God to do things. Folks, this girl, before she even left her house, she said, all I've got to do is touch his clothes. I know it. All I've got to do is touch His clothes. If, if I touch His clothes, I'll be whole. If I can get close to Him, I'll be healed. And she was. Folks, she went looking. She had faith. And then she was able to be healed. Folks, faith in God 
That faith of searching after Him is something that motivates God. Of these two people, watch this, they both prayed the same prayer. Now, if you were God, and I know our ways aren't God's ways, but if you were God and you were going to answer one of these prayer requests, which one do you think you would answer? Probably this guy. Because this guy is actually expecting something to happen. This guy has enough belief in me that I'm actually going to do what he needs. This guy is looking to me for help. The other guy is kind of doubting me a little bit. See, this is what faith does. It motivates us. Or excuse me, faith is something that motivates God. God wants us to pray and ask things in faith. So do we pray in faith? Do we, do we pray and ask things of God actually expecting something to happen? We should. It doesn't mean that things will work out the way we want to. But we should also expect God to do things when we pray. God is asking us, in a way, it's almost like God's asking us to, to kind of just blindly jump into things and expecting Him to catch us. It's a hard thing to do. You know, you ever, you, what, what do they call a thing, the trust fall? When you've got somebody standing up on a ladder and they're blindfolded, you just fall backwards and let me catch you. That's kind of what God's asking us to do. You pray and just expect me to catch you. Folks, that's, that is faith. So then we're going to learn one last thing. We saw first... Jesus wants you to fight for Him. He wants, you to, he wants you to go to where He is. Then we also learn that faith in God motivates God's power. Well, having faith when we pray, that motivates the Lord. And lastly, I want to show this. And I think this is a great one, because this, this one makes me smile a little bit. Jesus can see me in a great big crowd. Jesus can look down and He can see me in a great big crowd. So here's what happened, and here's where we see this. Verse number 30, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him and turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. Here's what happened. All right. So as they're, as they're walking, boy, they're walking down the street. Finally, this girl reaches out and touched him. And she says, I'm clean. And then as Jesus is walking... He stops. Who touched me? And of course, again, he already knew. And as he's looking around, something happens. His eyes lock with hers because he knew. So the Bible says he stopped and he turned and he asked the question that he already knew the answer to. And then he looked at her. The Bible says right here, again, look at it in verse number 30, uh, 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Folks, here's an amazing thing that I love. Jesus was here with this mob of people. And with all these other things going on, one person had a need. One person touched him. And when he turned, he saw that one person. He saw her need. He knew everything there was to know about this girl. Folks, around the world, we get to think about how, how, how great God is and how grand He is. And He's the creator of the world. He hung the stars in the sky. Yet He is able to look down at me and say, I know you. I know what you need. I can fix what you need. I can fix your problem. I can bring you peace. I can give you joy. And folks, something I forget, and maybe it's just because, I don't know, Maybe it's because we get so used to hearing that Jesus is our Father. Maybe we get so used to saying, yeah, He's our Lord. Yeah, He, he knows my every need. Yeah, I've heard that since I was three years old. You know, I, I've, I've, I've heard. I know, I know. But you know, it's almost like sometimes we take for granted 
that Jesus is our Father. And Jesus does see me. Jesus cares when I've got this issue of blood. Jesus cares when, when I am upset. You know, in John eleven thirty five, 35, the Bible says that Jesus wept when Lazarus' friends, they were over there crying because Lazarus died. Jesus cried with them because he was so upset. Folks, he cares about us that way. And so it's almost like when we have our parents or when we have our children, we have our brothers and sisters, whatever, we just kind of, maybe we take for granted that they're there. Yeah, that's my brother. Ah, you know, I love him. Yeah, those are my kids. Yeah, that's, that's my best friend. And, and we know they're there. They'll always be there. And it's almost like we miss out on how big of a deal it is that we have someone close by that loves us and cares for us. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm married. That's my wife. I love her. She's, you know, she's my wife. But do we ever really stop and consider that the man, excuse me, that the God that hung the stars in the sky and then with a touch of his hand can heal this woman's disease of 12 years how He can look at me and He cares for me. The Bible says He knows how many hairs are on my head. That means He knows how many of them are black and how many of them are gray. You know, they're starting to differentiate now a little bit. He knows those things. Folks, God can look at that and see me. So the Lord, He sees the individual. As your Father, He cares about you. When you're hurting, He cares about you. When you're having a hard time in life, He cares about you. When you're sick, He cares about you. And what He's doing is, as your Father in heaven, He's looking down and He's saying, why don't you just come to Me? I see that you're hurting. Come to Me. I see that you're struggling with this sickness. Come to Me. I, I know you're depressed. Come to Me. I, I know you're, you're having this hard time at work. Come to Me. So we can do one of two things. We can forget that our actual Heavenly Father who cares about us is watching us ready to help. Or we can just stay there in our house with our disease and do it our own way. So we have to decide which one we're going to do. Are we going to have faith enough to leave our house and go after the Lord and seek after His help? Him that cares about us and knows us and loves us? Or are we going to just keep on our own way? Folks, this girl, she had her life summed up there in this one verse, in verse number 34. And he said unto her, daughter. I love that word. Jesus looked at her and said, daughter. He says, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. It's because you had faith in me. That's why I healed you. I was able to heal your disease because you believed I could do it. Because you came to me. Because you came with, to me with your problem. Folks, Jesus sees me in the multitude. So here's the three things we're going to take away from this tonight. We saw one that Jesus wants you to leave your house and come to where He is. And it doesn't mean He doesn't care about you. It's just that He's, he's going to be a gentleman about it. He's not going to force anything on you. But boy, He wants you to come to Him. With open arms, He wants you to come to Him. And then we also see that having faith, and that's what makes us whole. Faith in God that's what moves God. Believing that He will. Actually expecting Him to do things. Believing that He'll do what He said. Faith in God motivates God's power. And then we saw lastly that Jesus can see me in a big old crowd. While all these other things around my life are going on, I have a Heavenly Father who is with me at all times. He's not like you know, the Father I have here. He's not over here. You know, I can talk to Him on the phone, then I hang up and... Then I'll talk to him a different day. I'll see him this week, but not this week. No, no. This father's always here. I can talk to him anytime about anything because he's always there. And I can come to him whenever I need him. Folks, the creator of this world has a personal relationship with me. He's my friend. He's my father. He's mine. 
And if you're saved, He's yours as well. And that's something that we can take comfort in. So if we could, we'll hear over the next few minutes, we'll have every head bowed and we'll have every eye closed. And this is what I want us to do tonight. I want us to see ourselves just like this young girl here was or, or this, this girl here that had this issue of blood. I want us to see ourselves like her because I know all of us are going to have problems in this life. Whether they're physical, spiritual, uh, whatever they be, storms you know, with our friends, our family, whatever. We're going to have problems. But why don't we do what she did and go to the Lord for His help? Let's go to Him. Our Heavenly Father, we love You. Lord, I pray that You would help us to learn a lesson from this lady here tonight. Lord, You said to her the same words that You've said to so many others. You said that her faith is what made her whole. Lord, I pray that You would give us the faith that we need. It's so easy to, to trust in our own hand. It's so easy to lose our faith. Lord, it's almost uh, like we would say we believe, but Lord, that unbelief that might still be lingering there, Lord, forgive us of that and help us to believe even stronger tonight. So folks, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just over the next couple minutes, I want to give you time to do business with the Lord.